Hello, everyone. First, I would like to speak on my sexual self-control, also known as my sexual self-discipline. What does that entail for me after all the sexual trauma transpired in my boyhood? Truthfully and honestly, Number one, I am omnisexual, pansexual, sexual fluid, sexually fluid, and I'm gender fluid. Let's break that down in two parts. Most people are heterosexual. Or straight, if you will. So most people would want someone that is heterosexual or straight. Most people are more comfortable with that than their partner being any other sexual orientation. And because of my sexual orientation I just told y'all about, my sex partners on and off camera are slim. I'm not talking about body types. I'm talking about the quantity of partners. Even though all of my partners, I make it my business to make sure that they're all high quality, hearty people, and indeed they are. The second part of that is that I'm non-binary. The rigid gender binary of Stereotypical masculinity and stereotypical femininity do not work out well for me. And most people will want someone that is either male or female in terms of the sexual binary of of straight and gay. But most want straight because they're straight. So it's like... You know, most women will want a man, or most men will want a woman. So, because I'm non-binary, that's the second reason why my partners on and off camera will are slim. Um, again, that means quantity of people. And they're all high-quality hearted. I just love to say that. Okay. So, the sexual fluidity and gender fluidity that I have, it means that I'm not completely heterosexual, not completely cisgender. So, that means that many people would prefer... Most people would prefer to be like, oh, I see you as family, or I see you as a true friend, in the typical definition of a friend, not sexual friendships, you know, a friend, there's no romance, no romance, no sex, no sex happening. So most people would put me in the, you know, you you friend cool, you family cool, you are colleague cool, you associate cool, you acquaintance cool. 
So because of that, my partners will be in small amounts. Okay, let's get to another reason. I am on the autism spectrum, according to North America. And most people do not know how to be a sensitive lover to a person who has sensory overload and overstimulation as concerns, sensitivities, and triggers, meaning myself. So how do you have sex with a person that is extraordinarily empathic, empathetic, intuitive, and instinctual. Um, A person who is an above average gentle soul, an above average sensitive soul, most people would know how to sexually satisfy me. Just like most people would know, how do you sexually satisfy a person like Antonio, who's a member of the LGBT plus community, they wouldn't have a clue. So because I'm on the autism spectrum, most people, because in our ableist society, I don't like saying this, in our home in our queer phobic ableist society, even though people with autism, yes, we can we do date, we do have courtships, we do have sex, we do have romance, like other communities. More people would want a neurotypical person than a person on the spectrum. Again, ableism, so my partners will be of small amounts because neurodiversity is not something that they consider in terms of sensuality and eroticism. Okay, next reason. I am a survivor of all sex crimes within organized crime. And I am a survivor of sex cults within organized crime. So most people would know how to be a sensitive lover to me. How how do I make love to this person? But I've never been through what this person has been through. How do I... Orally satisfy this person? How do I um, satisfy this person penetration wise and non penetration wise? You know, like, what do I say to this person? What is my volume control? What should be my tone of voice, my tone of words, my facial expressions, my gestures? How do I verbally and non-verbally all around please this person without re-traumatizing this person sexually? So my partners will be um, in small amounts. When I say partners, that means the ones on camera and off camera. So now you know when I say partners, you know exactly what that means. Um, 
And then, okay, how do I have, and then the next reason is, to be honest with you and truthful some more, how do I have sex with Antonio, he's a black person, Antonio's a black person, how do I enjoy him without, um, I go by all gender pronouns, so that's why. Um, how do I enjoy him without reminding him of... He didn't forget. I didn't. I don't forget, but when I say reminding, meaning revisiting, um, racist stereotypes. Um, and racist caricatures, racist misdepictions racist misbetrayals you know how can I as a person how can I just I'm into him I don't pretend not to see his color or his race and at the same time I'm anti-racism for racial justice racial um, equality racial equity how can I let Antonio know these things even when we're intimate? How can he feel that I love all things him? You know, how can I not obsess over, you know, his pigmentation and ethnicity? And a lot of people don't consider that even in the black community, that's it's considered more, but not enough people in our community consider it. So that's another, you know, there'll be people who would feel these feelings. They wouldn't know, but I don't know how they would, they would be like, I don't know how to, um, this is for people outside of the black community in the black community. They would be like, you know, I, I don't want to make him feel like, I have Jim Crow in my heart. I don't make him feel like I'm a self-hater, right? So, and that's that's another reason why my uh, partners will be in small amounts because the you know the full sensitivity to the my ancestors and me being some ancestors. Most people don't have that. More people do, but not enough people do. Um, another reason that my partners will be small amounts. Um, how can I have a spicy encounters with Antonio but not infantilize him not overly parentify him um, because I understand that he was a victim of adult supremacy adultism A-D-U-L-T-I-S-M how can I nurture him and give him nur- uh, and and nourish him 
but not act as if he doesn't need to have his adulthood respected. Um, And how do I not overly protect him, but I still have to, I still feel the need to, I still feel the the healthy need to protect him. And how can I not guilt trip myself for what I could not control in his childhood when he was five? How can I not feel like it's a burden to look out for him with him, but not make him feel like he's a fetus, basically? How can I recognize his adulthood in a well-balanced way? Most people wouldn't know what to do with me in that way. So it's another reason why my partners will be in small amounts. Um, I feel like also, and I, and I have to be honest here, most people will get attached to me. I was, most people get attached to me, even if they agree to keep it casual, because who I am, most people who will be casual will get attached. And that's not arrogance, that's humility. I just know who I am. And most people are committed. They are. They already knew they're gonna get attached to me, so they know that would happen. And I don't have any attachment issues. I just know that a person, because I'm not what most people are used to, because of who I am, most people would say, "Okay, this is just you know no strings attached." And then by the time the sex is over for that day, they would go, "I." I, I can't just one-time you. I can't just have just sex and that's it. I want I want the whole ten yards. And committed people, they would be like, well, if we if you know if we're intimate, that means we're a couple exclusively. So either way, um. That has to be considered in depth, like I, you know, just provided. And um, monogamy and non-monogamy would be another. The challenges of monogamy, non-monogamy, for me, would be another reason why. Um, I would have partners in small amounts. Because let's say I do the monog... Let's say... Imagine me as a monogamous person. And... That's the route I choose. There would be people trying to... Have me have... Monogamous sex with them only, meaning I don't like that you're with just one person. I want to have you all to myself, too. 
And then you have non-monogamous people like, hey, we want to have you as well. Because I'm an extraordinary person. Again, I'm not a conceited bastard. I am just a person who humbly lives in reality. It's real. Um, And then non-monogamy would be a challenge because you have the monogamous people saying, hey... You're, we think you're an excellent life partner. Why can't we have our own family, just you and I? So we're extraordinary. Monogamy, non-monogamy, is either state, both states actually are challenging. Not because of bullshit, but because of the fact that I'm the shit. And I say that with... A humble heart. (laughs) You know? Um, And another reason why I'm part of me in small amounts... Because... A lot of people in society... Do have mental health concerns that need to be um, we need to be fully sensitized to because some people with mental health concerns they really get um, they really love it when a person is genuinely nice to them and when a person shows them genuine concern. So because of that, I know in my heart that some people can take those aspects of my personality over the top and they might get on a jealous streak. Like, you can't talk to any other woman or you can't talk to another man, you know. You can't talk to another, you know, You can't talk to people that I think would be my competition. And some of them would get, like, super over-attached. Like, everybody know we together. Yeah, I'm with him. You can't, you know. It would be like that. So there are some people that I have to be careful about. Okay, I have to show an appropriate niceness, the appropriate amount of niceness, so it won't be easily misconstrued as, oh... You trying to, you trying to have, you trying to fuck me or, um, you trying to give me a hell of a damn good time in terms of romantically. Those are things you got to think about. Some people who may not be used to niceness and kindness, they may get super attached, like to the point of addiction. Like you're, like you're, you're their crack cocaine. You're their powder cocaine. You're their heroin. They they metaphorically speedball you. Um, metaphorically, you are their PCP. Metaphorically, you are the LSD acid, if you will. And metaphorically, you are their cigarettes that the nicotine is... You're the cigarettes and, and you're the nicotine within the cigarettes that they get addicted to. Some people are like that. So I have to be careful because they might, because they might, like if they, if they think that 
you are truly that type of person like you're just like a sweet person they'll you know they will be like you can have my whole body my whole soul my whole heart my whole mind you can have my whole everything and you can have it every day they are like you know what yep we're we're in a relationship and or situationship they don't care they're like i just want us to have animalistic sex like every day like to the point of we're exhausted and we're still gonna have that sex because i'm so addicted i never want to stop with you some people are like that that's why i understand that and that's why my partners will be small because there are people out here when it comes to extraordinary the fandom takes over which means even if sexually I tapped out let's say I I pounded the bed with my hand they will still go uh uh-uh, uh I'm, I'm never uh uh-uh, uh 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 we we going to keep we going to keep this up endlessly yeah, some people are like that. Um, and I've noticed that. And that's why I decided I have to be careful with people. Um, so those are the main reasons um, for my sexual self-control, my sexual self-discipline, if you will. Here are my other reasons. Why? Well, what what are the other reasons for my partners being small in number? I would say for, for, my, for myself that I am more into emotional intimacy than physical intimacy and sexual intimacy. I am more into unconditional intimacy than physical intimacy and sexual intimacy. I am more into aesthetic intimacy than sexual intimacy and physical intimacy. I'm more into work intimacy than physical intimacy and sexual intimacy. I'm more into commitment intimacy, meaning we care about each other's well-being and quality of life. Um, I'm more into commitment intimacy than physical intimacy and sexual intimacy. I am more into creative intimacy than physical intimacy and sexual intimacy. I am more into conflict intimacy than physical intimacy and sexual intimacy. I am more into crisis intimacy than physical intimacy and sexual intimacy. I am more into spiritual intimacy, not religiously speaking, more than physical intimacy and sexual intimacy. I am more into intellectual intimacy than physical intimacy and sexual intimacy. I am more into experiential intimacy than physical intimacy and sexual intimacy. I am more into healthy circumstantial intimacy than physical intimacy and sexual intimacy. In that case, circumstantial intimacy may mean just situations that have nothing to do with romance or sex, pretty much. Um, 
I am more to recreational intimacy than physical intimacy and sexual intimacy. In that case, that means, you know, a social life. The type of social life that uh, true friends have with one another. And I'm more into financial intimacy than physical intimacy and sexual intimacy. I want to make sure that, you know, I'm always... um, wise with money and I'm not putting people over money it just means that um, when my money is right then I can make every then everything else the intimacy I have is right uh, I am more into communication intimacy than physical intimacy and sexual intimacy. Um, And that's, and I'm more into mental intimacy than physical intimacy and sexual intimacy. More into psychological intimacy than physical intimacy and sexual intimacy. Um... The sexual intimacy and physical intimacy are just the icings on the cake. Those are the two types of intimacies I'm into the least. Um, So now you understand more of why I feel the way that I feel. And also I recognize that um, for myself... To speak even more uh, truth, that's what I have found that works out well for me. Well, does that mean I'll spend more time masturbating than sex having? Yes. Um, and is that something I'm fully happy about? No. But should I betray myself? No. I prefer to have sex more than masturbating, but I understand that I'd rather be my true identity than be a false identity carbon copy of me that's not me at all and at the same time I do acknowledge I have the power to digmatize people again I say the humility that's what I mean that's a part of the whole people most people get attached to me thing most people being interested in me when I say most people talking about most people being interested in me Attracted to me, they would get attached. So, that type of understanding has truly freed me. Like, some people would say, So, we get the off camera part. Are you saying that most people in porn who would love to porn perform with you, they would, wouldn't be able to just keep it on camera? That's it. That's the truth. 
plus in the porn world, it, it's hard to find sensitive lovers for a person like myself. Sensitive lovers who, they understand my brain and my pain. Most people in the world, off camera, most people in porn would not know how to satisfy me all around as a sex partner. They wouldn't know how to sexually relate to me, just relate to me. They want to, but they're like, most people don't know how to relate to extraordinariness. Most people would know how to converse with extraordinary with extraordinariness. Most people would know how to react and respond to extraordinariness. So sensitive lovers are slim in terms of small amounts in this world. Most people are just insensitive lovers. Most people are desensitized lovers. More and more people are becoming fully sensitized lovers, and that's awesome at the same time. Most people are not sensitive lovers. Also because they're not taught to, and and some who learn choose not to do right by what they've learned. So now you have an understanding. Now you have the full understanding of my sexual self-control and my sexual self-discipline, so to speak. I am so thankful for my sexual novelty and my sexual blossoming. I am more into career intimacy and academic intimacy than physical intimacy and sexual intimacy. I'm more into human inner life than human outer life. I prioritize the soul over the body, the mind over the body, the heart over the body, and the memories over the body, the personality over the body, and the temperament over the body. The body is just extra icing on the cake bonus. I value social intimacy and interpersonal intimacy more than physical intimacy and sexual intimacy. Plus, I have to be mindful that there are sexually disastrous people out here that get a hold of me and would try to victimize me with their sexual disastrousness. 
by trying by attempting to invent false paternity tests trying to have Maury show type of you are the father in terms of their kids and would try to get me into their Jerry Springer kind of dramatizations and would try to give me a the Steve Wilkos type of treatment and so then they would try to doctor fill me because his show does lie detector tests too so I have to really be careful because there's some people who okay ooh I know he's extraordinary he's gonna be my cash cow so if I act like a quality person then because we have a kid together that means he's my permanent child support and I would love to take him to court so some people would do that um and other people would be like um Some people are like, well, I, I, I swore to myself I would never get into a relationship again. I would never have sex again. Or I said I wouldn't, you know, be with somebody for a while. But I met Antonio and I'm sprung. I'm hooked. And they would be like, look, I, I, I have a crush on you. And... We, we have to have a future together. And I don't, and I just can't take no for an answer. Some people would be like that, which I have to, I have to keep my distance from those people. Um, because they, even though they would be like, okay, yeah, we're going to have a family, we're going to raise our children. Um, they would say, well, I know what you've been through, so, um, We'll raise them in ways that don't remind you of the childhood pain. And I know you said you wouldn't. I know you said you wouldn't be in a relationship, but can I be your exception? I will. I will go above and beyond to fulfill all the positive triggers you need. I will go above and beyond. Make sure you have no uh, negative triggers. And they would say, "Can we pet own together?" I know you don't want to do that but can you make an exception for me i'll make sure the dog is well behaved and then they would say like i know you said you live alone but can you make an exception for me i'll be the perfect roommate um i won't be the roommate from hell and then they would say look i know you said that you're not monogamous but I'll give you the monogamy of of your dreams. And those are the type of people I would... I can't be... I can't... Um, find, I can't find them to be problematic at the same time. Their way of going above and beyond would be like red flaggy to the point where you go, oh, there is some... There's some insecurity there. 
So I don't mind healthy above and beyond healthy exceptions. When it comes to them, I go, oh, wow. They are traumatically compensating. Now you have the full story of my sexual self-control, so it's my sexual self-discipline. After I say that even most sex workers would get attached to me, the ones who find me interesting because... Who I, my personality, my looks, and even my sexual performance will have them go. I'm not gonna go a week without you ever again in life. So, and these are legal decriminalized areas, so it would go from discounts to free. Which is why once in a blue moon I might once every in a blue moon I might, you know accept their services because we have like a true friendship, of course. So even they would get attached. They would go from you know, some would keep a small discount and some would just go Let's freebie this. So, I have that type of power. And I said legally decriminalized, so leave me alone. So, and no, I'm not having sex with them out of any trauma complexes. I say all things out of victor complexes. I do all things out of victor complexes. I feel all things out of victor complexes. And I think all things out of Victor Complex. The Victor Complex means I overcame all the trauma complexes. And they don't. And none of the trauma complexes wreak havoc in my life anymore. Not in other people's lives anymore either. And that's what the fuck I'm saying. And that's what the fuck I mean. And I fucking mean what I fucking say. And I fucking say what I fucking mean.